You're listening to DraftKings Network. Special episode today uh, on the Cool Again. It's an NYFest special. That's right. NYFest is tomorrow. If you're listening to this on Friday when we release this, if not, if you're listening to this on Saturday and you happen to be in New York, get off your ass while you're listening to this and get down to Brooklyn Bridge Park, Pier 5. We've got NYFest where Christian and I are going to be on microphones just like these for eight straight hours. It's going to be incredible. And this show, we have incredible, incredible guests. We have Michael Zimbalis. Uh, we have Ethan Zahn. Ethan Zahn, Kenny, Kenny Foster, Foster. And we've got a special surprise I know, surprise special little guest. surprise guest. So Everybody is a surprise guest. A hot show. We hot got show. that and more on this episode, this special episode of the Cooligans! Yeah, baby! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, look at yes. this. That was explosive. <laughs> Just Not a, bad for a second take. <laughs> a little peek behind the curtain. I made a great joke on the first take, and yeah. I don't know if I should do it again. Do it again. Do it again. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know we were going to get the guy from Police Academy on the show. Yeah. Wow. That was great. <laughs> Better the second time. And that's all we got for you tonight. <laughs> the here, people here might not know this, but this is a special episode. Welcome to the Cooligans Podcast. This yes. is a special NY Fest uh, episode. Which, which is we, happening tomorrow, if you're listening to this right when we put this out. Yeah, that's right. Saturday. Saturday. Saturday at Broken Bridge Park, April 21st. NY Fest is... Uh, yeah, look at it. It's right here. Show them the goods. Boom, nice. boom. I mean, take off the shirt. Take off the shirt. All right. We also did that joke <laughs> We before. did that bit too. <laughs> because the time... By the way, mine was very tight. Comedy's it's really always... good. I'm not doing the whole it's thing. It's really good. Everybody knows that joke's always better the second the time second you time. <laughs> It's only better if you explain it or if you say it again. <laughs> uh, but we are excited to have uh, two special guests uh, today. We have uh, one... Our first guest, Ethan Zahn. Ethan Zahn, everybody. Thanks for having me. We the co-founder of Grassroots Soccer. Absolutely. All right. And Which, if you don't know what Grassroots Soccer is, it's uh, the charity that's benefiting, one of the charities, right? One of the Correct. charities that's benefiting from NY Fest. Correct. It's pretty yep. cool, which is what we're hosting, which is why he's wearing his dope swag. Exactly. So, And also, we have country music star. Kenny Foster. Kenny Foster, oh, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> All the way from Nashville. Feels good By the be. way, country music star. And soccer fan, and play soccer, which okay. All right. no one thought this is that exists. This is officially your coming out party, you know, <laughs> yeah. telling your friends you enjoy soccer. Yeah. That's, <laughs> wow! Yeah. Although Nashville is going to have the going to have an MLS team, we are, yeah, yeah. twenty twenty. Yeah, this is going to be the fact that there was a fan base in the South at all. Atlanta shocked the heck out of us. Sure, you know, those of us up here, we live on our elite East Coast bubbles, <clears> and yep. we don't believe that anything exists. You said in the middle it, not of the me. You yeah. said it, not me. <laughs> well, boy, did you smile when I said it? Uh, <laughs> we live in our and there's a bubble here that we don't think that there's like a lot of uh, fandom for soccer outside of uh, the sort of the, the coast. Coasts, and yeah. you're 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 standing here is, or sitting here is proof that that's not true. Living proof. <laughs> yeah, living. absolutely. And you're gonna have you're about to have a, a, a new rival with Atlanta United. Oh a, my god, yeah. Is it is there already any rivalry between the two cities well, outside of soccer? Well, there there were hockey teams at one time, and oh, now right. all of then when it was just got knocked down to Nashville as being the hockey team in the area. We gladly welcomed Atlanta to come over. But Very southern. I, but but this is, but this is, it's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. I think there's going to yeah. be some supreme throwdowns. Yeah, 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 but yeah. They have a really sexy. It's hot chicken versus lemon pepper wings. Hey! <laughs> you at least got your cuisine. Oh, come on. If it's one thing the fat guy on the show knows, it's the food. All right, By the so, way, hot chicken, not that hot for me. Ooh, at least. We're going to yeah. fight later. <laughs> I'll send you. But speaking of rivalry, Ethan's on. You may remember him from Survivor, right? Yep. Um, you may remember him from also, if you're fans of the team that are rival to the team that we're season ticket holders mm-hmm. to, you were the host. Of a of a Metro Star slash Red Bull show, uh, something like yeah yeah. I was, uh, do you remember a guy by the name of Shep Messing? Of course oh, I do. Uh, no. Posed nude during his uh, playing <laughs> yeah, career. Yeah, Playgirl, <laughs> yes. like, a, like a packet of skulls, yes. yeah. bandits, like you know, taped over certain. That's areas. how I first heard of him. That's how I first heard of <laughs> that's, him. That's, I was, that's, right. that's the poster I, I had was, on my wall. <laughs> huge soccer fan. <laughs> he was telling me stories that you know he was playing you know Giant Stadium, seventy thousand people pale, and they're hucking like tins of like skull. You know, or Copenhagen at his head. He'd pick it up off the ground. He'd open it up, fill his mouth up, and he'd wave to the crowd. Wow! Just, what a time, the dream, <laughs> right? Just what a time. People, people just launching carcinogens at you <laughs> as you play. What a time! 
just babies smoking in the stands. <laughs> like the goalkeepers are literally yeah. lighting up. Like, yeah. I don't we know. Got, we Hell got of a save. And he didn't spill a drop of scotch. <laughs> <laughs> that guy. Get that guy. He now calls games. Uh, and, uh, for, yeah, for yeah, the for the Rebels. And, uh, you know, he's still playing like, uh, he's still talking like he has some head injuries. That's pretty awesome. It's a lot, it's a lot of fun to listen to that guy. <laughs> well, I'm glad. I'm just glad he's employed. That's yeah. all. <laughs> uh, so but, yeah, I'm actually curious about this. Yeah. I, you know, I wasn't like an avid Survivor watcher, but it was an incredibly popular show at the time. You, you, so you won Survivor Africa. I so I mean, Amelie, 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 Amelie. <laughs> so I'm just curious, what was that experience like? Where I mean, you must have been like uh, clearly a celebrity for that, like two, three years of like everybody just knew who you were. And and what what is that? Yeah, what uh, was that like? I mean, it was a crazy. Crazy scenario, mm-hmm. and you know, I obviously thought I was prepared for the show like Survivor, but like, when's the last How time you heard about a nice Jewish boy <laughs> yeah, in yeah. the middle of the desert? It's yeah. just like, it doesn't happen. No right? one ever said. I so. mean, imagine someone said to a Jewish kid from Massachusetts, "We're gonna throw you in the middle of Africa right. and see if you survive." <laughs> I mean, be like, my "Mom, let me be my mom." <laughs> so, do the guys with cameras are they there to protect me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, but it was. I mean, I obviously loved it. It was way back in the day, two thousand and one. You know, reality TV was a little bit on the on the yeah, upswing. Yeah. True. Uh, and yeah, we were in Kenya, Africa, and uh, had a where uh, Barack Obama's from. Born in Ray. I actually voted him off first. So. Where he spent I'm sorry, dude. You, know. you hung out with his family. <laughs> so, Mr. Obama. Uh. Uh, I mean, that's it's so cool. I mean, I, yeah. you know, there's the like reality TV right now is in a different place where like I, I you know you should be flipping over tables, smacking over, smacking a woman, right. and like yeah. fighting over right. like ridiculous you things. You should well, be that's, a housewife. That's, that's Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Also, know? if you host a Survivor, you could be president soon. I, right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anything is possible. Yeah, I no. did have a cameo on Celebrity Apprentice. So did you really? I did because a guy by the name of Richard Hatch, who was one of the original winners of was the first winner of Survivor. Yep. Yeah, okay. that's right. He was on Celebrity Apprentice, and he played for my charity grassroots soccer. Oh, that's so I got really to make cool. An appearance, meet Donald Trump. You know, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. really so, awesome. Were you on the? Who was the guy that everyone hated that always did the two peace signs? You remember that guy? Johnny Fairplay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. What a terrible. <laughs> Everyone hated that guy. That's the only thing I remember. Was that your season? That was not my season. Oh, okay. That was my season. They all blend together. Right? Yeah, yeah, they, they do. For <laughs> sure. Don't watch that reality stuff. It's bad. Mm. Yeah, of course not. I mean, unless you're on it and, and you, you win. win. And then it's pretty, pretty good. <laughs> so, so how did it go from, uh, you know, uh, was grassroots soccer, was that in existence before Survivor or was that after? Uh, grassroots soccer was not in existence before Survivor. So, Prior to my time on Survivor, getting back to the whole soccer world, I lived and played uh, soccer in the Zimbabwe Premier League for a team called the Highlanders Football Club. Okay. Now, yeah. but you had, was it, you played in the USL before or after Correct. that? Before. Before. How did you get to, what, you played for Zimbabwe before Survivor Africa? Yes. So, okay. I thought maybe it was like a promotional stunt afterwards. Like, oh, oh he's already in Africa. Let's just get I, him to play You know, soccer was my life. You know, wanted to do the whole professional thing. Uh, so, you know, moved to Hawaii. Because there's like a smaller team in Hawaii, yeah. I felt I had a good shot at making it. Made it as a walk-on backup keeper. Then I'm like, screw this. The rest of my life, I want to play soccer. Uh, I traveled around, bouncing around teams, you know, trying to make it. Ended up in Zimbabwe. How, if you don't mind me asking, how did that? Because oh most God. people don't hear just, about. Right. Yeah, you can't just throw that out there. Took a wrong turn, and oh, and I'm in Zimbabwe. The now. plane landed in Zimbabwe. And I was like, I got a ball. Like, got... They asked me to jump out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, the, it, honestly, the guy. Do you know Andrew Shue? Yeah, and so yeah. Andrew LA, Shue, LA Galaxy LA legend. Galaxy. There you go. Uh, tried to. He said he would practice shoeless. Andrew Shue. Andrew Shue list. Yeah. Uh, so Andrew Shue played at Dartmouth, and then a coach at Dartmouth, this guy Bobby Clark, went to Zimbabwe and was a coach for a year. He brought Andrew Shue over in the late 80s. And ever since Andrew Shue went over and they won the championship, they started bringing kind of U.S.-based American players to Zimbabwe. Um, I re- honestly, I think the was, original designated player, yeah. <laughs> Bruce, Grobelar, Bruce Grobelar, really played for this team. I don't know wow, Bruce Grobelar. he played for the Highlanders back in the. He's Zimbabwean, Bruce Grobelar. But anyway, so yeah, they. I think they needed at least like one white person on the team yeah. to feel like they could win. It was like a good luck, <laughs> bad luck thing. Well, weird you know? quotas they have in Zimbabwe. And I was that white. I was the white. What guy, a great name! Yeah. Highlanders, yeah. Like Highlanders, pulling yeah. sabers yeah. from your yeah. back. Yeah. It's Dick, the, the, the Lorenzo Lamas is like, I'll travel. do it. <laughs> right. the, the tagline for the team was, "There can only be one white man." Yeah. <laughs> 
That's great. Bring out the gentrifier. I sat at the end of the bench. The colonizer is here. Welcome. And also, so Kenny, what was what's your uh, background in soccer? I know that you're a big uh, Spurs. Both of you guys are big Spurs fans. Surprise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what's uh, your background? How do you guys even know each other? Look, Giroud. So um, he was in Nashville just 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 last week. To be honest, and uh, came to a show, and then he came to a video premiere for my friends and uh we just hit it off first the spurs thing and then he was like hey do you want to come play this tournament and i said yes I yeah do. that's really dope that's really well, cool i grew up in missouri uh, which is the very middle of the country yeah, in case yeah, you yeah. guys i could pull a map out well, i have no like, idea what it looks I like i don't mean to like new york's blame but it's missouri yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. um i love that you're telling me how to say my state's name um it's true elitism at its finest. Yeah. Um, no, it's cute way you you pronounce it, but let's show you. How <laughs> yeah, that's cool, but let yeah, me. Yeah. I don't know if you know. Yeah. Let's let a Dominican kid from Brooklyn tell you. <laughs> so I grew up in Missouri, and I did through high school ODP, and then I ended up playing uh, D1 at Belmont, which is in Nashville. Oh, so, dope. So uh, I played at Belmont, realized very quickly uh, with the infrastructure, at least when I graduated, there was no chance of going semi-pro from what I knew because I didn't grow up on the coasts where you knew right. what to do. Yeah. From this point, well, you're only allowed to go pro. Only <laughs> allowed to go pro. <laughs> only if you live on the coast. Truly, yeah. truly. So uh, that's when I made the transition over to music. But I, you know, this was back in 2000. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, you said 16. If you didn't hear, <laughs> so I haven't looked. Haven't looked back since, man. To be honest, that's really cool. Did you do you find any parallels between the music industry and soccer? Because for us, when when comedy is something we've both done for about 10 years, absolutely, and we find a ton of crossover between how musicians have to sort of track that tra- that route or chefs, things like that. Sure. Did you find anything similar? Did did your soccer experience well, help you in your? You music know what? Role? That's actually really interesting. Um, I think that there are. I think that the opportunities that come to some players are stroke of luck, where you grew up, um, who saw you on what particular day. I mean, the, the the number of routes that you can get for to go from youth player to professional, mm-hmm. there's so many things that can go wrong. And there's so many hurdles you have to jump over. And music's the exact same way. The interesting thing is, that I think the entry level to get into music um, is probably not as high as it is for professional soccer. Oh. So I, I would almost say that, the randomness that it is that people that get to go on stage and do it at the highest level in music um, is probably even more random than it would be. Because on a field, look, you know who the best players are, the ones that are netting goals or doing huge stops. Like, you know who's best. It's a pretty objective thing. Yeah, yeah. Right, for sure. Um, with music, it's way more subjective. So there's, I, I have a great affinity for um, professional players that play at the top of their game and continually do it. What, uh, what position did you play? I was a central midfielder, so the okay. Erickson role is probably a number one. Very nine. nice. Right. The, the, cre- the creative. <laughs> Come on, man. He's the only I guy. I love every second he's, of it. I mean, he's I a, hate every second <laughs> It's at the top of that position. Nobody else plays it yeah. better than him. Yeah. 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 Go to the number one club Thanks in the world is what you want to reference. Yeah, basically. The one, this one. <laughs> you even have the uh, the blue and white uh, armbands. I you mean, know it. Come on, man. So, and so this, has, this T-shirt is Nashville Spurs. Nashville so, Spurs. So you guys have a supporters club. Official supporters club. Yeah, yeah. Very nice. Why, how, what's the the, Nash, the Spurs uh, support like in Nashville? It's phenomenal, man. Well, I, we we probably have on the books like over 220 folks. That oh, nice! Can, That's yeah, incredible. We're, we're having to actually change pubs because we've outgrown the one we're in now. So, um, but on any given day, we've got a lot of solid folks. Shout out, boys um, <laughs> and, and girls. Oof, yeah. I got it there. Everybody, hey, everybody, all of the people. Um, and it's phenomenal. And we actually got to host Spurs last summer. Um, because they did for ICC. That's right. They came through yeah, and yeah. they played Man City at at Nissan Stadium, and we had a, we had a huge tailgate, and we had like three thousand Spurs fans that came in. We had our own section. That's really awesome. And it was it, it's a blast. It really did you sing like, for them. I I did. I, I so I sang for you the sang directly, directly to Christian Erickson. <laughs> I, I did actually. I slap. Well, yeah, he was like, "Can you leave my hotel room?" Uh, <laughs> like, but we're one, Christian. Baby, come. It's the only song we I know. played the same position. <laughs> come on, it's like speaking of positions. Um, <laughs> but we uh, just closed the curtain. They, they invited me to play the team dinner actually, so I played for all the players and for the coaches. Yeah. That's at their hotel. Dude, it was, it was, Are they country music fans? Uh, no, to be yeah. honest, they had no idea. But by the end, I kind of I threw in 
I've done this a little while. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I wrote like an eight and a half minute medley of all of the chance and players chance that we have. And oh, so, that's so awesome. I it sang is. it out and, and we had a freaking blast. That's yeah. really cool. Do you have, do you have it like recorded? Is, is it? Yeah, anywhere? actually, um, official Spurs put it out on their Twitter, um, okay. on their Spurs TV. I've got an episode. I went to the training grounds and, uh, and Oh yeah, we got to share it. Please yeah, tag yeah. us. Oh, it's fun. Yeah, yeah. We'll share it. I know Alexis will not appreciate it. I will, uh, but I will <laughs> share <laughs> it. <laughs> I don't know why no one can see this. <laughs> this Middle finger reason. emojis. On oh, a I deleted our account. <laughs> <laughs> What are the odds? <laughs> so uh, let's talk a little bit more about grassroots soccer. I know sure. the yeah we did mention it. It is the uh, is one of the charities that is being uh, supported by NYFest, and, uh, the, and the goal is to uh, help deter uh, I guess the youth from um, contracting AIDS out in Africa. Correct? Did I say that correctly? Correct. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. So yeah, New York Fest is awesome. It's a New York Film and Entertainment Soccer Tournament, and they have one in here. They have one in LA. Each tournament is a charity tournament, so they support you know either local or global charities. Grassroots Soccer has been involved with them for a long time, so it's a really great partnership. And uh, but yeah, what Grassroots Soccer does, we're an adolescent health organization. We use the power of soccer to kind of educate, inspire, mobilize communities to make healthier choices in life. And the way we do that is we train professional soccer players, coaches, peer leaders from the community, then we send them into classrooms, soccer fields, soccer clubs, churches, wherever to deliver that health information. That's really cool. Yeah. And do you, I know soccer is, is huge in Africa, but are you finding that this is uh, sort of a, a viable route to help kids get a better education and to get better understanding of what's actually happening? Completely. Yeah. We've, we've found um, through our work that like the, the power of a positive role model, these coaches, these are the ones who are delivering this health intervention. You know, they are their heroes. They're the role models They're the gods of the community. Imagine the impact when we send one of these players, coaches into classrooms with yeah, yeah. I mean, their eyes pop open, their jaws drop, and we're changing their behavior so they can go out there and make the right choice. That's awesome. Have any former players like uh, like Diddy Drogba, things like that, some of the bigger names from Africa, are they getting involved? Is it something that you're hoping to, yeah. to draw them um, in? Of so we did a campaign with Nike back in 2010. Uh, Drogba was there, Lace Up and Save Lives. It was Dope. a Nike kind of red campaign. But we have Quentin Fortune. We have um, Kristen Press, who's a yeah, female professional player. David Beckham, Sir Alex Ferguson, Robert mm. Perez, Freddie Lundberg. Ooh, Robert Perez and Freddie Lundberg. Ooh. Mm. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. For some reason. I've heard of them. Actually, some people used to say that I was the Robert Perez of the, of the buffet. It's <laughs> <laughs> not really what. You get up and down the planks <laughs> of the buffet. Smorgasbord, if you will. Just it rolls perfectly onto a plate. Just... <laughs> <laughs> uh, over my wife was trying to block them. <laughs> uh, another thing, we were talking about this before we started recording, but uh, coincidentally, you are cousins with a comedian friend of ours. Yeah. Uh, John Fish. What, yeah. what? He's super funny, by the way. He's super funny. Hilarious, yeah. dude. He's been on uh, He was on David Letterman. He was on The Late Show. Yeah. He's uh, been on so many Late Shows. Super jealous of him. <laughs> what He's is... been in my living room. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I saw him there. It yeah. was a really yeah. good who, show. Who books that? <laughs> it, it's, always exciting. Yeah. it's always exciting because there's... Uh, surprisingly, uh, you, we've been doing stand-up a while, and we rarely get to find this, this overlap between comedy and soccer. soccer but there, yeah. is there is quite a bit. There's a bunch of comedians that either went to college with players that are in MLS, uh, stuff like that. So I'm, I'm sure you've seen him a bunch, right, John Fish, yes. right? Yeah. Yes. When was the last time I saw him? Was it like Gotham on 23rd and 5th or something? Yeah. Is that where it is? Yeah, that's the last yeah, time I saw sure. him. Oh, awesome. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Way back. So, uh, oh, yeah. Oh, way back. That's so we saw him perform. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so we haven't um, uh, we have we haven't seen John in a little while, uh, but I know you haven't either. Uh, hey guys. So, so we brought. <laughs> Nice to see you. Hey. I just saw you. Do you guys need any water? Have <laughs> <laughs> some more bread, please. Have a seat. Have a seat, John. Nice. That was Evan. That was Evan. I saw your dad last a uh, couple weeks ago. I saw him the other day. He says hello. That's why I asked if you guys have seen each other for a while. No, I think because I was thinking about the last time I saw you. You were running the marathon. Oh, baby. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, he's, yeah. everyone's shouting his name. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I have it on my chest. <laughs> right, right, right. No. I tried People that. It doesn't work. Are. And so he does, like, a double take. 
And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not a fan. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think you sent your dad a picture. It's like a blurry yeah, yeah, like a yeah, thousand yeah. yards. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you're just mushing like, women that are his did. fans out of the did. way. <laughs> like, I know him personally. <laughs> so we've gotten to know, this is the first time we're meeting yes. Ethan. Uh, how does it, now we can ask you, how does it feel to be the way less successful family member? <laughs> well, I can tell you this. I, I might have the timeline wrong, but he was on... Survivor. No, after Survivor, he uh-huh. was on Letterman before me. Yeah. Whoa. Wow. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. wow. Yeah. That's well, like Letterman the twice. dream <laughs> of a, I mean, the dream of a comedian. <laughs> <laughs> but he was he did he did very well. So you were like, oh, okay, because he's an inventor also, and he has. I don't remember. You're also an inventor. We're learning yeah. so much. <laughs> <laughs> Ready? Yeah. Ready? Ready? Cereal bowl for people that like the cereal still crunchy. A level to keep the cereal at, and a level for the milk. Son of a... <laughs> You've invented yeah. an As Seen on TV product? And yes. Yeah. Anthony Sullivan and Billy Mays were my pitch men. And I launched... You know, you fill out those cards when you go on Letterman. It's like, what are your hobbies? I'm like, I'm an inventor. And of course, that's a one question he asked me. He's like, so what have you invented? And I'm like, I really hadn't invented anything at the time. So I'm like, it's a cereal bowl that keeps your cereal crunchy all day long. You know, you imagine a swimming bowl. Swimming's going to shallow end and the deep end. You keep your cereal up top. You put your milk down below. When you want a little crunch, you just sweep it over the edge. So then, and then the crowd clapped. I was like, all right, this might be a good idea. Yeah. So they and you're like, it. and it can only have a, seven easy payments. All right, right. Have a $1.99. Meet me up front. Yeah. Free shipping and handling. Just cash only. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's your merch for when you go on late night shows. So, so wait, is that what you blew your million on? Basically, and then now you have to <laughs> well, I think this is a better investment. I invented yeah, a bowl. Absolutely. I invented a bowl. Everyone. A bowl. Which, listen to me. I mean, you're speaking directly to me. He's not paying attention. He drinks powdered water. Right? I soil. You ever heard of Soylent? You Look at the that? sadness. First of all, the southern guys like heard of it. Don't want it anywhere near me. Uh, it's like a, it's like powdered food that has like it's like completely uh, nutritious and it's, uh, it's. Someone said, "How do we take all the fun out of food?" And, uh, <laughs> do you take that as a pill? No, no, no. It's like a, a drink. A drink. And you drink it and you're just not hungry and it's uh, it's like efficient and easy. And Sounds he makes like fun torture. of me for it. And Sounds I'm like brave torture. New Worldish. Yeah, yeah. No big deal. Yeah. No. If you made it like a topping for pizza, maybe. Oh. Sure, yeah, <laughs> crust, sauce, and cheese, and that's it. Or, or if you just put in little that, lines, yeah, he's, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got, he's like a pizza expert. He's a expert. Yeah, yeah. yeah, expert. Yeah. No, for real, expert. Yes, yes. For real, yeah. Have you been to the pizza expo in Vegas? I get flown out every year, <laughs> and I do a talk at the pizza expo every year. Oh yeah, oh, yeah baby, that's really special. Well, yeah. the, the talk <laughs> is mostly you guys don't know nothing about pizza. <laughs> no, hundred percent is. hundred percent is. It's me yelling at all Midwesterners. This others going, stop ruining it. <laughs> Why? Garlic butter and ranch do not belong anywhere near pizza. Neither does pineapple. It's great. I have friends visiting right now, and they were like, they were going to the museum uh, in Astoria, yeah. moving pictures, and they were mm-hmm. like, "What's the best slice out there?" I'm like, "Well, that's kind of at the beginning of Astoria. You want to go to Rosario's? Yeah. Yes, out where I am. <laughs> yeah. But you're staying in Times Square, so you go. I pulled up the email when you told me about the best slice. It's right around yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I pulled that and I said it to what is it? Suprema. Suprema's yeah, really dope. Scars yeah. in Orchard yeah. and Hester is really dope. There's a bunch of great ones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah, okay. yeah people are taking yeah. your advice. Yeah. <laughs> and now I'm happier than you are that you're here. <laughs> uh, so John, uh, yeah, uh, look. So this is a soccer podcast. Yeah. yeah. What's, what's your connection to soccer besides Ethan? Wait, hold on. Ethan even got on a soccer podcast it. before you. <laughs> Moments. Uh, Someone's gonna sneak up to murder him. Ethan's gonna be like, "Excuse me, man." (laughs) This one I don't want first. You're just at Thanksgiving, going like, "Oh." Uh, My grandfather played. Okay. A little, and uh, that's it. (laughs) Not bad. Good enough to be on this podcast. (laughs) The bar is very low. It is I a set comedy you up podcast. with him. That's yes, a good point. Yes. Okay. Yeah, we spoke. Good point. I, mean, yeah. I think we emailed. It must have been like a year ago. No, probably two. Maybe yeah, probably it was two right at the beginning of our podcast. Ago, but, yeah, but this was. I, I'm glad we waited. This was. Uh, this was perfect. Yeah, the synergy was perfect. This time. <laughs> yeah. So, are you going to be able to come down maybe at NY Fest? Check these guys out playing and oh, sure. check us out hosting. Yeah, awesome, yeah. very cool. You okay. can play in the celebrity game. Ooh, Ooh. yeah. They need. They need. They need people to hand out Gatorade. I'll bring out slices. What are your skills yeah. like? You still, uh, you know. You think you still got it? You think you still got it? No. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, you're more of a yoga guy. I'm yeah. a yoga guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But like, 
Soccer's the hardest. Like, well, wait till Yoga the Fest. Shape. He's not going to get a hit. You know? He's not getting Yoga Fest. I love strawberry yogurt. Vanilla <laughs> yogurt. It's yeah. all good. I love awesome. frozen yogurt. <laughs> a lot of probiotics, baby. That's not Powder. the kind of sport that you could just hop back into. No, sure. it's not. Yeah, it's <laughs> which I showed in a video we did recently. Yeah, we did. A, we played in the, the NYCFC 24-hour game. Uh, I play regularly. We have a team. We have a team of all comedians. Uh, you're more they welcome. Set up a whole thing. Right you're more than welcome to try out. Uh, Irene, is Irene? Irene, yeah, 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 I'll see her. Uh, that, but, her uh, Instagram stories give me anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's we, how. But we uh, uh, we play. I scored. They asked us to play right in front of Thirty Rock, like cameras everywhere. It's a twenty-four hour game. They asked us to play, and I'm like, "No, you mean like show up and wave, right?" And they're like, "No, play." And he's like, "All right, I'm ready for it. All right, everyone, slow down." <laughs> they asked us to go in, so I was like, "Look, I'm definitely not going to play well, so I might as well do something funny." So I put something in my back pocket. As soon as he scored, we like moments as we go in. That he scores, I pull a sandwich out of my back pocket, as my <laughs> celebration, and I just start eating it. And Best people went celebration. <laughs> people went insane. All the cameras they were like, "Look at me! Look at me! Look at me!" I'm like eating a lot now. I'm almost choking. Like, Play the game. Play the game. I'm like, I've got a baguette in my mouth. I got an entire baguette in my mouth. It was a great, great moment. That's, so that's, uh, that's he's the top of his position. When yeah, it comes yeah, to yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. So, so no one steal that celebration. So again, uh, NY Fest is tomorrow, uh, Saturday, April 21st at uh, Brooklyn Bridge Park. It's like from nine to six p.m. It's there all day. Come through, hang Come out, hang music, out. Yeah. us on mic for eight hours. Make sure you uh, follow NY Fest on all social media. NYFest.org. NY underscore Fest. And uh, what are you guys, uh, social media handles? Let people know where they can follow you. Kenny is go. Kenny is go? He okay. may not be Kenny good, go. but he's go. Oh, he's uh-huh. go. <laughs> you check out grassrootsoccer.org. That's awesome. My, you know, ezon.com, my personal website. All right. So, yeah. And Fishy? Ethan Zahn's cousin. <laughs> <laughs> dot, the the dot Jewish net. guy that went to viral. <laughs> dot net. <laughs> dot, <laughs> dot at, at Hotmail. <laughs> Johnny Fish on uh, Twitter. Johnny Fish. Hilar- Johnny and, Fish. Fish, you have a, a new podcast out. Now. Spiraling Up. That's right. Yes. Really? Uh, so uh, check that out as well. So and I was a guest on yours. That's right. You were on my podcast. Yeah. That's right. We, we got to get on yours, bro. I better not say anything So now. you have a collected <laughs> podcast and then you have individual podcasts? We did at one point. Even, yeah. This is our main. Yeah. This, is that. this is our main. With thing. our Those powers are, combined. Yeah. 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 Before, that was, our, that was our training in podcast. Sure. And by the way, uh, before we forget, this honestly is one yeah. of the funniest comedians in all of New York City. Mm. All jokes aside. At? Thank you. Come thank on, you, buddy. You, this guy. Hilarious. Shows up with stains on his shirts the whole night. He is one of the funniest Thank you. Thank you so much for doing this. sweat. Thank you so much for doing this, Surprising, yeah, of course. Man, yeah, really, he really waived cool. his appearance fee in, in lieu of <laughs> yeah. donation to grassroots soccer. He's been doing it for 20 fee? years, actually. I could get your appearance fee. We got glasses of water. So, thank you again uh, for listening and watching. You guys are the absolute Kenny best. Foster, Ethan's on, John Fish, and the Cooligans. What's you, better than that? All right. And we always, every time we close out a show, we, we always yell like the Cooligans. So, we're going to do, we're, you'll, you'll, see, you'll get Should it. Should we at, sing it or something? No, no, no. We are. I mean, if Kenny, if Kenny does, I mean, you could riff. Do it. Maybe we'll all just shut up and let a country, a country <laughs> cooligan vibe? Never, never. <laughs> We've actually avoided it. <laughs> so for Ethan Zahn, Kenny Foster, Johnny Fish, my name is Christian Polanco. I'm Alexis Guerrero. So together, what are we? The, the Cooligans! Yeah. That's it, guys. <laughs> go, go Arsenal. <laughs> Come on, he's first. <laughs> Hi, this is Mike Coscarelli from Anxiety Now. And Andrea Allen from the Hot Mess Comedy Hour. We just launched the brand new OG Podcast Network and wanted to let you know that you can hear ours and other great shows by going to ogpodcastnetwork.com. Also, be sure to follow the network on social media to keep up to date with new shows, videos, and live events. That's at OG Podcasts on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Or you can subscribe to your favorite OG podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, baby. Oh, we are back. This Come is on, we're what, back. We're, this is a special, uh, uh, another special. Is it special? I don't even know what. Is this going to be a part of the same episode as the, as yeah, the other? Yeah, so Okay, cool. Back. So we're back. We're right. back, baby. Now we clarified. It's not a, a separate episode. So uh, welcome back to the show. Uh, this is. This is dope. I'm like, I'm excited. I'm. Uh, I. This is like one of the uh, uh, a guest that I'm like. I can't believe they're on this show. I'm. I'm super <laughs> excited. When I found out, I was like. 
No way. <laughs> who, who, who you guys have on? Wait till you find out. Wait till you Who's the surprise guest? You're yeah. going to be yeah. floored. Uh, oh, my God. Uh, this guy that's going to be on later directed a movie called The Three Escobars. It is really, really good. <laughs> no, he, he, he one up me on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. He found another one. <laughs> yeah. uh, but we do have, uh, he was the d- director, uh, co-director of, yeah. uh, of The Two Escobars. The, two Escobars. The, the 30 for 30 film that was on ESPN, which is uh, incredible. Yeah, people I know that don't even like soccer still say that that's their favorite 30 for 30. So. Yeah. Uh, the director uh, Pele and has a, a, a bunch of films that we're going to talk about that are in the Tribeca Film Festival. Uh, again, uh, we, for NY Fest, this is, this is why we get th- these hot, hot guests. Which is happening tomorrow. Hey, we're happening tomorrow, April 21st at Brooklyn Bridge Park. We are here with director Michael Zimbalist. Michael Zimbalist, everybody! Hello, gentlemen. Thank you for having me. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, yeah, we incre- I'm incredibly just flattered uh, that you're here. It is really cool. Uh, we we haven't we've spoken to a lot of people uh, involved in soccer that do uh, you know there's a lot of connections to soccer that are not just the sport in itself. Uh, Absolutely, we've spoken to rappers that are also uh, soccer freestylers. Uh, you, you know, go. so classic combo. Right. Everybody knows those, which we all know. That's what you do on your spare time. <laughs> yeah. Well, I took up rapping. I was like, I'm going to do this. I might as well leave <laughs> yeah. freestyle and move the football. But let, let's let's start with uh, re- really let's start with the two Escobars. I think that's the thing. A lot of people, a lot of our our fans probably know you Absolutely. from. Uh, but you directed. One of the best documentaries, uh, not even just about soccer, but one of the best documentaries I've ever seen. It was very, very good. Ever, ever. Honestly. Uh, And if you haven't seen it, it's 30 for 30. Uh, What was, was that your first film in soccer or anything like that? Or or have there been things prior? It was, yeah. My brother, so I had actually been running a theater company in Mexico, just completely unrelated. My brother did a documentary in Brazil called Favela Rising. It was about like a cultural movement in the slums of Rio. Um, and we teamed up. He saw a play that I did in Mexico. He had just finished his film. I was ready for something different. We said, you know, let's go try something else. Yeah. We had a friend in Medellin, Colombia at that time who uh, was telling us a story of actually completely unrelated story about some orphans uh, of a union worker who'd been assassinated working at a Coca-Cola bottling plant. We thought that was right. We went to Colombia. We were researching it, developing that when ESPN reached out and said, hey, we're, we're thinking about doing this series. 30 for 30, do you guys have any ideas? And we have been talking with some of our friends in Colombia about Andres Escobar, and they didn't even know, you know, exactly what had happened. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of theories around why he was killed, who did it. Um, and it was one of probably, I think we gave ESPN five different ideas, and that was the one where, like, there's no way they're going to do a <laughs> Spanish-language <laughs> film about, like, narco football in Colombia. Yeah, yeah, of yeah. course. And they're like, that one. That's <laughs> yeah. that's the one we want. Was that when you were like, oh, no, <laughs> <laughs> someone in the future might be making a movie called The Two Zimlists? <laughs> Did you think, like, touching on this subject might be a bad idea? I, You know, my brother had been rolling pretty deep in the favelas of Rio for the last few years. So, so I he was, was gully. I was, <laughs> yeah, he was right. I, he I was the, the one looking at him, like, are we good to go here? He's like, oh. Oh, yeah, I handled yeah. this. So, I yeah. didn't have, I went uh, to uh, a favela in Rio. I went to, uh, I went on vacation with a bunch of friends. And and every time I go, like, being, I'm Dominican, but, like, in Brazil, I'm, like, I'm just Brazilian. Like, everyone just presumes that. Sure. Uh, even though I can't speak to anybody. But they, uh, I wanted to actually experience Brazil and experience Rio. And everybody was, like, the favelas. And there's, like, there's a popular music called Baile Funk. That was, like, the right. thing, the thing was that was. like, illegal to play on the radio. Yeah, for a yeah. Long and, time. like, that's a, that's a dangerous little community there, yeah. too. Yeah, They've and. A lot of DJs been assassinated. So, so we met a, uh, a cab driver who uh, was like became our guide and he just took us everywhere. But he took us to a favela and took us to one of these parties and it was like the best. It was just I was yeah. just I, I it felt dangerous, but yeah. that's what made it like sexier. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what man, makes I it dangerous? That... Like all these guns that are pointing at us right now. <laughs> well, you know, it, I think that the way my brother put it was that when they were filming in Rio, it was you know they obviously when they were filming in the favelas they had to get permission course, from yeah. the dons that were overseeing, right, of course, the different area, different neighborhoods. And there, it was really just about like. How do we stay safe by avoiding the bullets? When we were in Colombia, it was a much more sort of nefarious force that yeah. the Mano Negra, they would call it, the, the dark hand, mm-hmm. you know, that is a little bit more amorphous and hard to track down. Sure. So it's a bit more psychological right. how that plays. But generally speaking, like with anywhere in the world, uh, if you're being respectful, if you know you're not meddling in people's business, 
Although, um, speaking of meddling. That's kind of what you do. Yeah. Wait, 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 I actually remember being that guy in like junior high and just being like, you going to eat that? And just putting like a <laughs> finger in the yeah, sloppy Joe. Yeah. I definitely did that once or twice. <laughs> now we're actually, relating I, to me. <laughs> yeah. But the Guyon brothers who are implicated in the film, mm-hmm. I don't know if I should say implicated, but there's suggestions from the subjects that we filmed that they had a hand in Andres Escobar's murder um, were extradited um, just recently. Oh, whoa. So, and I remember reading an article out, I think it was a Tiempo in Colombia that said, you know, these were the guys from the two Escobars um, that, you know, people spoke about being involved. And finally, I think one of the brothers was was extradited. So, and one of them was arrested during, like, right when we were about to release the film and how what the connections were between our filming and looking into it and those arrests, you know, I, I'll never really know. But yeah. It was interesting. Yeah, because the the movie in itself sheds light on stuff, but it wasn't it wasn't very like accusatory. Uh, you weren't like, "Is this is the guy yeah. or whatever?" Especially <laughs> their photos being yeah. slammed up on screen. I mean, that film. We went into that film literally. I mean, the pitch was who killed Andres Escobar. Yeah, that's what we want to know. We think maybe possibly Pablo Escobar comes into the picture, but how is not clear. Yeah, and so it's just this exploratory exploratory process of looking into. Uh, you know, what happened with Atletico Nacional? What is this thing called narco football? Yeah. Like, where did these guys come from? And in the, the end, team like... It's called Millonarios, for God's sakes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it's weird because... The Mexicano had, yeah, yeah, had a few million himself. Yeah. 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 I, uh, I grew up... Well, one of my best friends, his name is Johans. He's, he's uh, from Bogota, but he would... Uh, he was the one where I finally learned... I didn't know much about soccer at the time. We worked at a GameStop together. No, don't mean to brag. Uh, but, but we... <laughs> he, he, he was the one who explained to me about uh, about uh, Millonarios and, uh, like, uh, America de Cali and, yeah. like, all these other teams. And he would explain to me about the, uh, the effect of uh, Pablo Escobar and, and the, the, the narcos and how much of an influence. Yeah. And... Uh, but the, for Andres Escobar, he was, like... I, I had heard about it when I was a kid, right? Because uh, it was in '94. I knew of it from the uh, the own goal against yeah. the U.S. Th- th- right. th- that's what, yeah, that's why I had heard about. it. I just heard like, oh, a Colombian player got killed uh, for for scoring an own goal, and yeah. and then. But the, what I enjoyed about the film, and I just watched it again recently, uh, was the, the how how Colombians were stereotyped, uh, right. and how and I didn't realize that the players themselves had so much pressure uh, on themselves to like give a better impression of, of Colombians. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, and because I know, as a, even as a kid, like the C- Colombian drug, the cocaine this, and that was just like the running joke that you would yeah, always it make. it still is. Like, you know, we're comedians when we're on stage and someone... You know, maybe we are where well, you speak, from. And speak, for your, speak for yourself and your comedy right now. But <laughs> somebody says they're from Colombia. You know, in your head, like this is an easy joke that if I made, everyone will laugh because it's yeah. it's what everyone first expects about Colombia mm. is there's something to do with cocaine here. You know, like yeah. that's just what you expect, and it's that's still lingering. But you've done a bunch of other films. Um, you've also met Shakira. <laughs> we I did mean. work with Shakira. <laughs> wow! Time. So you did your research. Can I hug you? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> we did do a project with Shakira. Yeah, Alas Foundation. She was working with doing some cool outreach work in Latin America. We started. My brother and I started doing um, sort of more what we would call industrial documentaries. So we did a lot of stuff for the World Bank, uh, Inter American Development Bank, Ford Foundation, a number of other foundations where we were going to uh, developing countries and exploring. Um, you know, programs like uh, incubation, that they're like how to incubate small businesses. And we grew up doing social service work with a a program called Amigos de las Americas that puts, you know, young, typically Americans in like rural communities in Latin America. Um, So that's where the Alas Foundation that that Shakira had kind of fit into the whole picture. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, is that I, I didn't you didn't want it to go that direction, yeah, right? Yeah. You're like, oh shit. Was, that's like really like a lot more sentimental so I was like. Instead for. of PK, it could have been you. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you from? Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Yeah. Are you Latin? No, sir. Not because you have person. a really good grasp. Well, Zimbalist made me assume you're not, but then you never know with like Argentina and all that. There's like some Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. Know. No, but, no, our father speaks Spanish. Yeah, oh, but cool. we um our father's a, a economist, Latin Americanist who um we grew up with his war stories of, you know, like he was in Chile during the Allende years and he was, wow. he got out the the last flight before they shut down the airports wow. for the coup in 73. And then he was 
uh, a liaison to the UN for, for Cuba for many years. Oh, there you go. Um, and did sort of comparative economics in Latin America. And then he got into sports, and he's a sports economist now. Um, but we kind of grew up with that influence, and he would um, he would scold us for having bad accents when we would come back from Spanish class growing up. And then I lived in Mexico for many years. Now I have a place down in Medellin, so I I sort of live between the two places. Oh, very cool. El acento paisa me ha pegado. Oh, wow. that's oh, I uh, parece like uh, so, <laughs> yeah. so authentic. <laughs> oh yeah, coño, that's my. That's my <laughs> There, there's my grandfather. Well, I used, to, I used to have like a like a real uh, typical kind of Mexican El de, from like yeah, yeah. the that city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Charlie, like I had that <laughs> yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. accent, and then I spend time. And like, if I speak to you, I'll have a Dominican accent within like an hour. You know? <laughs> yeah, just a chameleon. You know, like just, I'm half Cuban, half Uruguayan. When I speak to all my Uruguayan family, they're like, "Here comes the Cuban," because I grew up in a Cuban household. Yeah. So mm. I'm like, "Oh, you get it, comer algo," and they're like, yeah. "That's not how you speak that way." That's like, what is that? Cadence? But you're just butchering <laughs> right. the language. Please and I'm like, stop. I don't go. So you, uh, so Mike, you have uh, a couple other films in the Tribeca Film Festival. Uh, so and uh, a television series, and a television series. So let's uh, let's talk about the the soccer related ones right, first, right? right. Uh, so you are you directed another documentary uh, called Nosa Chape, correct? Uh, about the Chapacoense uh, tragedy, and uh, obviously, very like I mean, you got you you work with heavy. Subjects yeah. in- is it like if a soccer player dies, you're like, move it, <laughs> <laughs> just get in there, get these guys. <laughs> oh my, my dead soccer player alarm. Just went off. <laughs> yeah. No, so this is, uh, but look, we look last. I know I, this. I is- want. I just want to make the point that coming before we started rolling, I said this is going to be a tough movie to make light of. But there you go. There you go. I promise you. Look, you know, I, I, I'll give an example because last uh, when this happened, this was a look. It's like we do a comedy podcast about soccer, so it's a it's, it's a difficult subject to really cover. But we found a way to make it fun, and this was honestly, I thought one of the funniest moments. And, and usually, we did a hundredth episode, and this is the one he chose. The moment he comedy chose. and tragedy, right? And the we were talking about the Chapacuense tragedy. And, and teams were offering to send players to Tropical Wins to help them or, or, right. or money to help uh, help support right, the team. Right. Uh, and there was a th- this was maybe about a Gunduwan, week. Ilkay Gunduan, uh, yeah. Manchester City had an injury. He injured his knee and everyone on the team the next game wore his jersey backwards with his name mm. showing in a in but, a show of like. Solidarity. solidarity, but and but it, it was he it injured was just, his knee. He just injured his knee. It an, wasn't like anything. An, so- an entire team just was sat through a plane crash, and these guys were like, yeah. "Everyone think of Ilkay Gondwan in these moments." <laughs> so we, so we were riffing on it, and as any comedian or anyone, I think if this happens to anyone. There, a thing pops in your head, and you're like, ah, "I probably shouldn't say that." What makes a comedian is someone goes like, "Ooh, I should say that in the right. microphone." Sure. So I said, "I was like, yeah, actually, did you hear? Chapa Goenza is going to send the one player who survived <laughs> to take his place to help Manchester City. <laughs> really, they needed yeah. help. They needed help. <laughs> Poor Manchester really City. Yeah. Literally yeah. the hardest I've ever laughed on this show. It was just <laughs> so ridiculous. As soon as I said it, I felt bad. You know, I feel bad, and this is a clue for the audience. If I start laughing at the end of what I'm saying, yeah, because yeah, that's like, just that's my nervous. Wrong. Like, yeah, oh, shit, yeah, I, I shouldn't, shouldn't have said that. But then he laughed too, and I'm like, all right. Well, <laughs> yeah, exactly. At least two of us are going. Yeah. I'm not alone. In this, so in it's clear. Right, I mean, I'll not, try the, not the, to laugh. I'll try. And, I'll try and be political. The tragedy in itself is not what is no. humorous or whatever. It's a very serious subject. And uh, but how did you guys uh, approach it? How did it start to begin with? Uh, how did the yeah, project was, come about? What is the idea? Because everyone kind of knows the story. What yeah. is it that you were sort of chasing in this film? Well, I mean, God, I was following the story. Um, you know, the plane the, of the Chapecoense team crashed outside of Medellin, where I, I spend. I, I live part time. So my brother and I were following the story. Um, Fox Sports was devastated, as we all were, by the news. They, of course, had a few of their journalists were on the plane that passed away as well. They reached out to us, our partner Colby Goddard, um, with just the interest in in following what was a potential rebuilding effort. We didn't even know what was going to happen at that point. Um, And this was just a couple weeks after the crash, so the end of 2016. And um, within a couple of days, we had a crew on the ground. By the time everybody got back to Chapico, the city where the team is from, uh, we had cameras rolling as they started discussing what are we going to do next. 71 people died in the crash. Um, three players survived. Uh, one of them, Jackson Fulman, lost uh, his leg. His yeah. leg was amputated, so he wasn't going to play again. Uh, but Alan and uh, Neto were both interested in in recovering from their injuries and playing again. So there was that story of, are they going to be able to to do this and get back on the field? 
And then there was the story of just the team. What, what are we going to do? I mean, it was 71 people, which included the vast majority of the players, but also the coaching staff, the administration, the board. So there, it was really rebuilding a team in record time, and they decided to do it. So it's tracking that rebuilding, tracking the players. And then what was really interesting for us as filmmakers and as humans was this question of how do we grieve, right? How, how do we as a family grieve the loss of loved ones? And there was kind of two camps that we found there. One that wanted to remember the dead, honor the dead at every step of the way, and the other that was uh, really focused on moving forward with our own lives. And in the end, what was, was surprising um, was that they all, both camps kind of uh, agreed that maybe neither of them was right and that perhaps the right thing was just to be unified, which was sort of the slogan of the team that had passed away was unity. Like this was a team that didn't have any standout stars. They yeah. were very equanimous, you know, in the locker room. A lot of local players too. A lot, of, lo- a lot yeah. of local players, yeah. So it was, um, yeah, so it was, it was a really, uh, really intense uh, experience and, and uh, it's, an, it's an intense film to watch. I'll tell you, man, when we were editing that movie, it was crazy. I cried like every day we're editing it, just watching some of the footage. It's I can really imagine. Powerful. I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. It, 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 I've seen some interviews in like Latin American television of the wives. They get interviewed. A lot of the wives of the players, there's about five or six that are very um, outstanding that when they only received a small payment, mm-hmm. um, they were very open about like, look, I know everyone's going through this as well, but we have a family and the breadwinner right. is dead. And there was a four or five that were very outspoken. And, and it's so funny because you, the first instinct you have is like, Oh, someone's asking for money. But then, you immediately realize, like, this must be one of the most traumatic things that they've ever gone through, and they must yeah. really need it if they're asking for it, like, to, to, to get to the point where you're asking for it. So there's been so many times that this story's been brought up, and there's so many different angles to it, and there's so many people that this touched. So it must be really touching. It must be really difficult to sort of figure out what the story is here because there's – I'm sure this documentary could be, you know, hours and hours and hours and hours long if it needed to be. Yeah, I mean, for us, it was – maybe just because of our interest and in who we are as filmmakers, we – when we – hit the ground and started filming, we were very adamant that we didn't want to just film with the survivors of the crash. We didn't want to just film with the team. We wanted to film with the mayor. We wanted to film with the board members, um, really the whole community fans we filmed with. So it's really in the same way, I guess, that the two Escobars, more than anything, became the the portrait of national identity in Colombia during those years. This is really the story of a family that is this small city it's a city of 200,000 people, but it's very isolated in southeast Brazil, and it really has that small city feel. One soccer team, everybody roots for the team. I mean, the, when they heard the news of the crash, they spontaneously all went to the soccer stadium for an impromptu vigil because oh, wow. that was their meeting place. Uh, so it's, a, it's really the story of this family, and it was, boy, it was a beast to, for production because we were filming, you know, with scores of people. Um, yeah. And then the editing was, of course, tough. And you're right, there was um conflict you know there was definitely conflict uh and i can't say it's all resolved i think a lot of it's been resolved but conflict um from the families of the deceased who felt that uh you know that the the correct reparations hadn't um reparations and steps and people upset that you know where are where's the um you know where are the pictures of the deceased they were taken down from the locker room where's the memorial what's it's been this many months and we're not talking about um, those who passed away. So, you know, there's a lot of strong feelings. Of course. Every, and people were put in, in tricky positions, too. I mean, so for us as filmmakers, we try not to take sides there, but really to be kind of journalistic and independent and give everybody their voice. We we're fortunate the wives, um, you know, a, a large percentage of those that are involved in some of that, the conflict, um, were participating in the doc and spoke openly about what's going on. And what, awesome. and what as, as, as far as a, a director who, who works in, uh, films in in soccer and football. What is uh? How does that how does that affect you? Especially seeing the either tragedy, seeing that passion for for the game. Uh, has that changed your perspective on on the game and what it means to people in general? You know, I think the first thing that because we played you know soccer growing up, but uh, it wasn't until I really lived. I mean, my first real experience living outside of the u.s was in mexico i lived for four four and a half years or so and um you know it's just so uh part and parcel with the culture there that it's such a it's such a cool experience such a different experience um it's you know i mean the passions run high so it also 
there's some dirty things that come out of it as well. Sure. Um, but I think that was probably my first, you know, more eye-opening experience, particularly around World Cups. God, I mean, that is really fun. It's yeah. cool to see it happening in the U.S. now too, right? Like the it last is getting couple. Bigger. That's why we're here. You know? Yeah, I mean, the last couple of World Cups, you could actually hear people screaming out your window yeah. in a city. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? When a goal is scored or whatever. Sure. When, Italy, when Italy won the World Cup, I lived by Bensonhurst, Brooklyn. I'm like, it was. It was Italy. I grew up in, in, in Newark, which is a very um, uh, inner city, but there's a section that's all Portuguese. Yeah. Portuguese are Brazilian. And uh, whenever Benfica win, you think the city of Newark has won something. Like, we're yeah. far away from it. <laughs> we can hear the parade. Yeah. And we all run to it because we know like whole pigs are coming out. Like it's like a, fe- it's a street festival. We're like, go for the food. Everyone's like, <laughs> something red. Right. You know? everyone else. Yeah. Like, who cares if you're a portal well, fan? Get down. It there. is weird. Like uh, us doing, uh, you know, uh, working in comedy and trying to talk about soccer. Like what we're realizing is like the passion is so high sometimes that right? where we, you know, we, we have clubs that we support, but like we cover the league and we cover, you know, we cover MLS and we, we have guests from different, uh, from different teams all over the, all over the country. And sometimes, like passionate fans are like I hate that you are even around that other person who yeah. support who plays yeah. for that other team like it's yeah. like it's like there's people ge- like genuine genuinely get upset yeah. and I can imagine it even worse for you in that like there's a, the the subjects themselves are are, are way more uh, oh, like yeah. hot button and stuff like that man I remember so it's not a story I I don't know if I've ever talked about but I remember we were trying to license the uh, the qualifier game that Colombia played against Argentina in the lead up to the '94 World Cup, um, where they beat Argentina five zero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we couldn't get a license, and it literally just came down to the broadcaster that had the rights over that footage being like, "It's too painful." Yeah, <laughs> like I'm not gonna license this material. It was like, yeah, a, I don't want. It was anyone, like, it was like it to a, be yeah, seen again. That's like Bill Cosby buys all the the uh, the what are those kids? The movie, the black and white uh, show of all the kids being with Buckwheat and all that. Oh, the uh, Rugrats. Not no. Rugrats. You know uh, what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, I know. Because he that. thought Buckwheat was too racist. So, so he, he just bought went the right off so no one it. could ever show it. That yeah. guy did the same thing. <laughs> yeah, it's not, this is not like the head of some fan club. This yeah. is like some dude that runs like a conglomerate <laughs> yeah. TV station. Yeah. You know, and he's and like, he's like Here's not going to no do it. will ever see us losing this <laughs> Because game I personally hurts too much. That's pretty great. Yeah. Well, listen, we're really excited to get a chance to watch some of these films. We're going to go out there. I'm really excited to watch the Tropical Wensa film as well. And uh, you know, uh, you're going to be out at uh, at NY Fest, so everyone come out see. Is there where can people follow your work? Is there a place where people can find you specifically? For sure, All Rise Films. That's our our company that my brother and I run with our trusty crew. Um, AllRiseFilms.com. We've got all our stuff up on there. So awesome! Thanks for having right. me on. And we're here to announce. I mean, this is exclusive. They're going to make a film about us, which is really cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a short, apparently. I don't know why. Uh, it's just so exclusive. Not even I was included <laughs> yeah. in these plans. Yes, it, yeah. it is going to be the tragedy of us trying to do soccer jokes on yeah. stage. Yeah. And those <laughs> bombing. You never see it. It's because that damn yeah. guy won't give the, the right. We, we, we thought it was going to be a feature. It's, it's now going to be a short. We're debating whether we should cut it down a little further. <laughs> it's all going to be shot on my eye. <laughs> it, is, it is now a vine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Michael Zimbalist, thank you so much, uh, you much for, for being here. It's an absolute honor. Uh, make sure, again, uh, NY Fest, make sure you follow at uh, NY underscore Fest, NYFest.org. Uh, it's going to be a great thing. Tribeca Film Festival, if you're going to be out in New York, uh, go check out some films. Uh, check out the Zimbalist brothers and their work. Uh, it's going to be great. So uh, we usually, as we go out, we always do this. Uh, uh, you haven't seen the show before, I'm guessing, but... Uh, we usually yell with the Cooligans, so we yell the Cooligans. So we want to include you in that. So, uh, so you'll you'll get it as soon as it happens. So, uh, for Michael Zimbalis, my name is Christian Polanco. My name is Alexis Guerrero. So together, what are we? The, the Cooligans. <laughs> yes. All right. <laughs> that felt cool. good. That felt campy. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah.